When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey friends, welcome to WrestleBuddy's Games Best Wrestling Podcast, filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am the Matt Elfring, and with me as always is the Chris Hayner. How are you, Chris? Uh, join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. I'm okay. It's been a weird week for us, which we'll, yeah, talk, about, we'll talk about later. Um, but, you know, doing as good as I can. It's... Uh, Matt, I don't know if we... Have we talked about this yet? We're going to WrestleMania? Oh, we have not talked about this at all. No. Like, our travel is booked. We've spoken with WWE. We're going to WrestleMania. Uh, I, we haven't we haven't really talked about our official plans yet, but I uh, like I can sketch through what I'm thinking we'll end up doing right now, if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, the plan is, mm-hmm. first of all, there's a, f- there's a few podcast plans. A, we want to do... Uh, we want to do some sort of like week WrestleMania week sort of audio diary. Well, we're just, we'll just record bits throughout the weekend and that'll yeah. get stitched together and uh, drop through. Cause one, one or both of us is bringing a microphone to I Dallas. bring in my mic. That was my plan to bring the mic. Cool. Uh, we will also in theory have interviews with WWE superstars WrestleMania weekend to present to you on the pod. Uh, not like y- you guys are used to us having like taking 20 minutes to a half hour to really dig into stuff with people. These will be like literally on the spot sort of interviews. So they'll probably be a bit shorter, but it'll be during WrestleMania week. We don't know who we'll get, uh, but th- the plan is to share as much of that with you as possible. Obviously there'll be so much coverage on GameSpot because we're going to Mania Night 1 and Night 2. We're going to SmackDown. We're going to the Hall of Fame. We're going to NXT. We're going to Raw after Mania. We're going to... They don't have access this year, but they have a superstore with access elements in it that's at the yeah. same place as access was. So we're going to go to that, and we're going to take a bunch of photos of stuff. We're going to share as So make sure you're following us on all the social medias. Make sure your eyes are all over GameSpot.com throughout WrestleMania weekend. Like there's just going to be lots of stuff coming from us because baby, we're going back. You, we haven't been to mania since 2019. We haven't been together in person since February, 2020. <laughs> yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen Matt in over two years. I got a special surprise, Chris. We're going to record together. Episode 100 of wrestle buddies. Are we going to watch? Are we going to watch beyond not beyond the mat? Jesus. Are we going to watch ready to rumble while I'm there? While we're there we're together, we are going to watch Ready to Rumble. Do, you, do and then we're going to talk about it. Do I need to add it to my Voodoo account, or is it streaming somewhere? It is not streaming anywhere. I will add it to my Voodoo account. Perfect. This gives me a reason to buy it. So I mean, I, two honestly, people, I think I already bought it. I think it's I, already I in my Voodoo account. I yeah. own it. So oh, yeah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be Matt, on the plane. And and honestly, Matt, this would this will be our first in person recording together. Second, second, maybe third. 
Um, my old podcast, we recorded two episodes together. No, I mean, this will be the first Wrestle Buddies we record together in person. Yes. In the fact, very first. In <laughs> fact, Matt, we're getting in on Thursday, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wrestling stuff doesn't start until Friday, and we're kind of taking a pass on going to any extracurricular wrestling Thursday night. I vote we just record that. We watch it when we get to the hotel. We order we order some food. We watch some Ready to Rumble, and then we record some podcasts, and that's a great way to kick off WrestleMania weekend. Best way to kick it off is to do that. Um, very excited. Uh, let's be real. A little worried about the coronavirus situation, as always, as you should be. Wear uh-huh. a mask. Uh, very excited to see Chris and a couple other buddies. Matt, uh, who we, I'm yeah. pretty sure COVID isn't real, and it's just a thing we made up. So. Oh, no. Get out of here. I know you're not like most girls, but get out of here. I'm not like most girls. I mean, I've only had it. We've both had it. <laughs> and it was really bad. Yeah, it was. Wow. Bad. It's it's really interesting that we're going to we're going to that that'll be episode 100 because episode one, you had you literally had COVID. The first three episodes that we recorded, I had COVID. Yeah. You are stronger than I, because when I had COVID, I didn't do anything because I couldn't get out of bed. Chris, there was nothing I could do. We've been working on this podcast, developing it for months and that was our launch date. We could not change it. Yeah, they were very adamant. They were like, okay, we're going to do this day. We're like, okay, Matt, you got to tough it out, bro. And we recorded those episodes in super advance, too, I believe. Yes, That's back did. when we didn't do it like two days before. Yeah, now, look, we do it when we can, and that's enough. Chris, what do we got on the menu for today? Matt, we got a bit of a tasting menu this evening. You haven't, oh. done, the fo- you haven't done the food pun in a while. No, I haven't. Have you noticed that? I noticed no. it last week. Uh, uh, yeah, well, Chris, we got a delicious. No, it's fine. Menu, Matt. We got a bit. Of, we got a bit of a taste. We got this, a bit of a tasting Chris, menu. This menu. This is a fine French restaurant. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's butter on everything. But tell us what what things we'll be eating with butter. Snails. That's it. Chris, this is a, a fancy <laughs> hipster grilled cheese restaurant. Matt, tell us about the sandwiches. Matt, this is a pasta kiosk in the Mall of America. Let me tell <laughs> you. Let me tell you about the menu this evening at the. Give pasta me that restaurant. clam sauce. Clam sauce and Hulka 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 use. I don't know. <sighs> Stupid. <laughs> Hulka Hulka you. Uh, we, oh man. Uh, so we have a couple of things going on t- today. Uh, a we're going to last week we had Lionel Jenks and Christina Diemfam talking about the launch of WWE 2K22. Now we're going to talk about it because Matt and I have been playing it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So we certainly have some thoughts. Uh, also this week, we. Guys, a cub, cub reporter, Chris Hayner here, I was on location at AEW Revolution. Uh, mm-hmm. which very timely happened two weeks ago. <laughs> Look, we had stuff to do last week. Uh, and I have, a, I have a lot of thoughts about AEW uh, as, as my first time experiencing it in person. Uh, so get, get strapped in for uh, Chris Hainer's on the scene, Hollywood minute with Chris Hainer, where cub reporter Chris Hainer goes on location to Hollywood's biggest events, like an AEW pay-per-view in Orlando, Florida. Let's just get right into that. Chris.
Okay, so I went to Orlando, Florida to check out both AEW Rampage as well as AEW Revolution. Two shows, two different nights. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say, and I'll get into, Matt, how much time do I have? 45 seconds. Perfect. Uh, I'll start in first with Rampage. Um, what I didn't know is that they tape like two hours of dark before you get to Rampage. And I would uh -huh. argue... Like Rampage was a great show, but I would argue I had more fun with Dark because like I got to have my Dark Order reunion. If you if yeah. you follow me on Twitter, the, the Dark Order had a couple of matches and they came out and mass negative one was there. It was really good, uh, and there were just some real banger matches. Uh, the main event of the Rampage was Christian Cage versus Eli. No, e all ego Ethan Page. Christian Cage versus Ethan Page. That's weird, huh? Cage versus Page. Cage Cage v Page. Uh, wait, oh. Matt. Matt, time check. Oh, hold on. Um, 45 seconds. Perfect. Uh, all in all, it was a long night, but I feel like it was only a long night because it was on the exact opposite end of Orlando. So I had to drive almost two hours to get there. Kicked off Jeez. kicked off that day, by the way, by going to an early dinner at uh, Planet Hollywood at Disney Springs in Orlando, where yes. I, Matt, me, Chris Hainer, witnessed in person the signed wrestling boots of one QT Marshall. I didn't know that it was such a hot ticket item that like that Planet Hollywood got their hands on it. Well, so evidently QT used to wait tables there or something, or maybe oh, do okay. dishes. That's I don't cool. know. But it's not with the rest of the displays. It's literally in a glass box next to the 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 host stand. It's very oh. oddly placed. It's like we really want you to see these boots. And you did see them. I did. They're arguably the least impressive piece of Hollywood memorabilia in the restaurant. Like, there's mm -hmm. a Stormtrooper costume there, an actual Stormtrooper costume. Uh, uh, time check? Oh, jeez. Um, 45 seconds. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a big night. It was a long night, but it was a good night. Um, and, Matt, I will say, uh, the big surprise for me coming out of this show, and I came out of this show, not the next one, and I'll explain why when we get there, is that when I watch AEW on television, I find their pyrotechnics to be lacking. They mm -hmm. feel reminiscent of WCW Saturday Night. Yes. In person, they they work. It's it, like it's really exciting. You know, you know, you Matt, <clears throat> we've been to a WWE show or two in our years. We certainly have. The, there's it's lots of boom and none of the boom is coming from the pyro you see they have a secondary pyro station behind the screen that's just setting off the booms yeah, so like here when, comes the boom yes you're not how you like me now <laughs> so aew doesn't have that but their pyro looks really cool in person and like what more could i ask for so then did not go to fan fest i uh i napped on saturday that was cool uh, but come Sunday, uh, oh, I should note, Lord Pumpernickel came with me to Rampage and uh, wanted to be on this episode, but is busy having a life and a job. Um, so, oh, time check. Oh, jeez, God, I'm not keeping track. Uh, oh, 45 seconds. We're yes. Good. Oh, we're I'm crushing this. You're doing so good. The Hollywood good. Minute is so good. Um, so Sunday, unfortunately, Lord Pumpernickel could not accompany me, so I made the journey by myself back to the other side of Orlando. And Matt, the thing about Florida is every road is a toll road, and I still didn't have one of those toll road meter things, and it was becoming a real pain. So halfway through the trip, uh, I stopped at a rest stop and bought one, and then getting it, Matt, getting it set up and getting money loaded onto it was a real pain in my butt. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. It was a pain okay. in my butt, uh, but I got it. I got it. And I I only I got in I got to AEW. First of all, press parking for first of all, let me go all the way back. AEW, very good press relations. Uh, I appre I I appreciated how easy they made getting into the show. I will say, the parking for AEW Revolution was weird because it was some strange nether lot that was hidden from everything. And I had a hard time finding it, but I found it. And then I got into the show. I got in, sadly, sadly, I got in a little bit too late. So I missed Hook on kickoff. And that yeah, I know hurt. because I was working at that time and I was uh, texting me and I was yeah. still walking around trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, I missed the Hook match. That bummed me out. I, I'm really excited about Hook, but I made it in time for uh, like Evil Penta and Eric Redbeard and uh, I think Pack versus uh, the House of Black. But Matt, while it's sad that I missed Hook, joyless, joyfully, I also missed the House of Black stupid entrance where the lights go out and the lights come back on, lights go out and lights come back on. I hate that. I hate it. So I'm glad I missed that. Uh, time check. Oh, um. Well, you've only done 15 seconds so far, so we got an hour 45. Excellent. Now. This is perfect because we're, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plow right through the Revolution card. Uh, Revolution was a great show. It was filled with matches. However, it was filled with too many matches. I was so exhausted by the end of it, and then I had to drive an hour and a half home. Um, if I had to guess my best of the night, my favorite of the night. I want to say it's probably the dog collar match. Like, just because, like, God, that was a bit. Plus, we got CM Punk coming out to AFI and his old Ring of Honor style gear. Uh, we got to see him. I believe he did the Pepsi plunge from the top rope. Like, mm -hmm. there was. and But I will say uncomfortably bloody for this guy. I don't love copious amounts of blood, personally. Um, so, like, I was like, oh, this is a lot. Um, least favorite match is... Absolutely. Um, it was Sting, Darby, and Sammy Guevara versus the Hardy family, blah, blah, blah. Chris, I rant about this on mm -hmm. the review on GameSpot.com. Wait, uh, Matt, does this count against my time? No, I've, I paused the time. Okay, cool. still, You'll still have your 45 seconds. Okay. Um, I Yeah, so I ranted about it on in the review. The issue with it is it was a false count anywhere or extreme or whatever stupid no holds barred thing it was yeah uh they split everybody in these groups so like there's action happening at three separate places in the arena yeah and there's always action happening there's never rests yeah so production has no idea where to go mm -hmm. uh okay the butcher was there apparently and the blade setting up tables Are and you i sure I, maybe Matt. I don't know what was going on. Okay, Chris, we'll start your time. Go. Okay. So as as obviously it seemed like it was fairly difficult for you uh, in terms of keeping track of what's going on. But at the very least, you had cameramen following each of these groups. Imagine being me in the section 118, I think, and not not being able to see where in the crowd of people these people are. It was horrible. Um, I'm glad Sting. I'm glad they got. I'm glad the good guys got the win. I don't know how I feel about Sting jumping off the entrance tunnel through two sets of tables or whatever. Like that seemed like a weird. That seemed like not a great plan for Sting. Mm -hmm. But what can I do? It's not up to me. Uh, I'm glad that 
the Hardy family office stuff is kind of coming to an end, I guess. With the yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's weird. Um, but I'm so, sorry, I Chris, I cut into you a little bit there. I'm gonna give you five extra seconds that'll put you at 45 seconds. So perfect. Um, I also quite enjoyed. Uh, I quite enjoyed Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Um, I was genuinely scared when at the very start of the match, Eddie Kingston dumped Jericho on his head. I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Um, what I didn't like, Matt, was what came the next Wednesday with the Jericho Appreciation Society. I did not enjoy it. It's, it's essentially the inner circle all over again, just with blander people uh, who aren't nearly as interesting. But that's besides the point. Uh, Hangman versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole in the Halo gear. First of all, I wasn't close. I, like I was, I was reasonably close. I, I had a really good seat, but like Cole, uh, <laughs> Cole, when he came to the ring, if you watch back the show, I think he got mixed up because he did not work walk to the camera side, the hard camera side. Yeah, for his entrance, which is where he would go to like do the thumb and the boom thing. So he walked, <laughs> and I've actually seen video clips of like the announcer in the ring looking confused when Cole walks to the other side of the ring. So he walks up and he gets up and he looks out at the crowd and realizes the camera isn't there. And then he slowly turns around towards where we yes. were and does the boom. And but like I could tell still, even though he was a bit further away, that was a pretty dope Halo inspired costume. It was very dope, which it's like that's very good uh, inter integrational marketing since Halo is coming to HBO Max, a Warner Media property. Oh, wait, Halo is actually coming to Paramount Plus, a competitor. But that's besides the point. Um, Let's see what else. It, Matt, it was just a good show. People were vibing with it. I will say, uh, wait, I'm sorry. Can I one last time check? I feel you like I got to hurry, man. You got to hurry. Oh, no. You've only got 45 seconds. Oh, OK. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get through this quickly. Yeah. So, as you know, my biggest gripe about AEW is it won't shut up about WWE. Mm -hmm. And that continues in the live experience. Uh, before Rampage, Justin, Ro Justin Roberts, first of all, a little too, like, playful and cavalier with the audience before the taping start. I'm like, like I get it, but, like, you're not the personality you're the announcer let's 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 keep it profesh mm -hmm. um but like he made a crack or two about how like oh uh, like uh the referee did something and he and just and, and like got a look on his face and justin's like oh don't worry we're allowed to have fun here like stuff like that that i find very silly also during rampage it carries over to aew's hardcore fans because so many of them around me were like well, cool matches are happening are just talking about how lame they think WrestleMania is going to be. I'm like, bro, look where we are. Just embrace what you're doing. The thing about wrestling fans, I feel like now is that like so many of them feel like they have to choose a side mm -hmm. and they don't just love wrestling. That's enough. That's all we want. That's what we all want to do. We just want to love wrestling. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that that's my report from on the ground. And then I will say, uh, Matt, uh, of course, as you know, invited members of the media after pay-per-views get to attend a post-show scrum with the AEW talent. Um, however, it was midnight 
and I was tired. So I listened to it on my car while stuck in the parking garage. And here's some things I learned. Um, Tony Khan is very excited about buying Ring of Honor. Um, CM Punk cried a lot during his interview. He's very emotional about the night, which I understand. It was a very cool night for him, but he got to revisit his roots. He is excited about Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. Um, oh, and William Regal is here. Yep. That's Chris Hainer's On the Scene Hollywood Minute with Chris Hainer, starring cub reporter Chris Hainer. Hey, time's up. Oof. In there, just in the nick of time. Hey, Ooh, hold on to Chris. What's up? The, the, the scrum. You yes. said you were in your car mm-hmm. watching that. But isn't that something that's kind of closed off? To no, the Matt. No, Matt. Several members of the media just stream it on YouTube, making it utterly worthless for me to cover. It works for them. And like the content of the scrum is good. There's good information in there. Yeah. And good commentary on the event they've just wrestled in there. So that's cool. And we're real timely bringing it to you a week and a half later. Anyway, let's um before we talk about WWE 2K22, let's go pay some bills. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chris, we've been living for over a week now with a little living game called WWE. In America. It's true. Yeah. We do live in America. Uh, we've had WWE 2K22 for a week. I feel pretty good. Uh, I still feel like I could play it a lot more to have a better idea of the game as a whole, but I feel um, we're both probably at a point where we can talk about it pretty well. Yeah, let's start by discussing just a quick breakdown of some of the DLC we're going to be getting uh, because we mentioned it in last week's episode, but it wasn't announced by the time the episode published, so we couldn't actually include those people. Um, So, like... I'll, I'll, the big one for me, Matt, is Mr. T, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mr. T and also Logan Paul, because I just want to beat up Logan Paul. I want to put him through a table like Kevin Owens did. Over and over and over. Oh, sorry, that's Machine Gun Kelly. Apologies. Logan Paul, I want... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have Kevin to Owens for him. stunned Logan Paul. Kevin Owens powerbombed... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens beats up celebrities. My brain is muddied as hell right now kevin owens i just want kevin owens to beat up celebrities except mm-hmm. for mr t mr t will only fight roddy piper at wrestlemania 2 we'll have to create the wrestlemania 2 arena yeah it's not in there so i can't and we'd have to also make a boxing match well we'd also have to give them boxing attire but i think that yeah. i think that's doable but yeah so like we're gonna get the like over the course of the various dlc packs you're gonna get doink the clown you're gonna get stacy keebler and the hurricane and mr t logan paul and machine gun kelly yokozuna uh man i don't even remember who else like oh la knight from nxt 2.0 hey editing matt here uh there's a lot cut that's not funny it's just us talking about the dlc for wwe 2k22 it's it's not it's not great that's why i'm here to cut it out so it's just not 10 minutes of dragging anyway show get back to it 
We should probably review the game. Man. It's no, no, been no, half an hour. No, we haven't I'm even gotten into the review. Matt, well, it, it, that's impossible. The Hollywood Minute only took a minute. We've been talking about DLC for for twenty nine minutes. minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about. Okay, get, overall impressions so far. Go. Uh, it's the best game in the that two K has put out. It is one of the better wrestling games as a whole of all time, possibly. Okay. Um, I'd put it top ten for sure. Where in that top 10? I don't know. I'd really have to reevaluate that. There are my most major issue with the game is that it is an entryway to another game where, yes, there are some great new modes, great new features. Not everything is fully fleshed out as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they had a year and a half to completely rede- redesign the game. I don't feel like 2K gives gave visual concepts enough time to completely re-envision the game like a hundred percent um because i'm sure 2k and wwe wants a schedule going of games being released uh that being said with the time that they had and their team this is the best looking game the gameplay the redefined controllers and reconfigure controllers actually makes a ton of sense uh to the people that complain about gm mode gm mode in this version I think I might like better than the old games, except for the fact that you can't, there's a couple of things that we talked about before. I would love tag titles and like uh IC title or us title. Um, I'd like to be able to select the arena and the show. Uh, I would like to have a few more matches, but aside from like those things, I love the way they kind of re-envision GM mode with uh, power cards and picking arenas and having to do tasks every week and screwing with the other shows it, when it actually works in the old games, you screw with the shows it never worked. This time it actually does work. Uh, so I do love GM mode. Um, this is the only time in 2K's history I've cared about a career mode. Career mode has been notoriously, I'd say, awful the the entire time. Uh, whether it was running backstage between people nonstop or remember, like, was it was it 20 or 19 where like you went into Matt Hardy's Woken world and it was 20. It was so bad. Uh, th- I actually like the fact that this is a non-linear story. You have tasks that you can complete on each show and go through it at your own pace. Um, I don't understand faction mode at all. I haven't really dug into it because servers keep going down because it is a uh, new game and that's how servers do. Um, what else have I not talked about? Creation mm-hmm. suite is perfectly fine. It's the same. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about creator wrestler, Chris. Chris is making the face like, no, oh, advanced entrances aren't there. Yeah, that we've they're not there. Yeah, that's part of creation suite, Matt. Crime time about creator wrestler. <laughs> Just talking about creator. Uh, but that's not break it for me. Like, I, if I can create, an, if I can create an entrance, that's fine for me as a player. Advanced not being there isn't breaking for me. If they, I think it was WWE 2K fifteen, maybe sixteen, that like completely stripped creation create a wrestler of almost everything and made it it was awful that broke it for me um i think you mean wwe battlegrounds no i'm talking about it from the 2k line battlegrounds was bad <laughs> uh battlegrounds was so much fun for like 10 minutes and then you never went back to it yeah this yeah. is 2k 22 this is the most i've played a new game in a while 
I just mean a new game in general. Like I keep going back to it over like other things I kind of feel like I should be playing. I want to play it constantly. That's a good sign. I love making wrestlers. Chris and I have made so many wrestlers so far. Hashtag GameSpot, hashtag WrestleBuddies in the search engine. And it is cross-platform community creations. There are some hiccups. There are some hiccups, but you can get your PS5. Like, if, you, if you're if you on PC, we created them on PS5, but you can still get them. Yep. And we've got 20 people uploaded so far, I think. Matt, I actually, I was looking at the list. Because I showed, I showed it to Lord Pumpernickel. Um, I'll just hit you with some luminaries. Yeah. The Gentleman's GM. I just want to note, guys, all the characters I created have storylines in my head. Mm-hmm. You should, if you are downloading Gentleman's GM, he should only be used as a GM. If you put him into matches, that's the wrong way to use him. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I would say the same for my GM, uh, Jonathan Boss Person. <laughs> Which, Chris, please tell them who that is. Jonathan Boss Person is the, the 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 little known son of the big boss man. He is also from Cobb County, Georgia. Uh, and you know what? He lives a life of hard times. But now Perfect. he's a general manager. Uh, I've also created Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jumpin' just- who just hates his uh, arch rival Motley Cruz. Um, I have not made lot Motley Cruz yet. <laughs> uh, editor Matt is in there. Tiger Force Matt is in there. Uh, the Lord Pumpernickel is in there. I created Lord Pumpernickel. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our favorites: uh, Wowie Blaze it, Cool Adult, Hometown Hero, uh, <laughs> Aust- Austin. Guys, cool uh-huh. Adult's just a real cool adult. <laughs> He's a Tech Talk star. He loves dabbing. Yeah, he does. And then Matt, Matt had this idea. Yeah. This, this horrible, but wonderful idea of like, what if I made dollar store ripoffs of known wrestlers? And that's how we get, go ahead. Okay, I, I want to give credit where credit is due. This dates back to SmackDown 2 when I used to play with uh, Kurt. Hi, Kurt. You listen. Uh, he's actually one of the only friends that listens. Hi, Kurt. Uh, Kurt made this character lukewarm Austin Stevens, and we just tried to make a like a deformed version of Steve Austin. I've mm. taken that idea. I remade Austin Stevens. And I made him super deformed and he looks super weird and gross. He looks scary. And I just did that. I'm making dollar store versions of wrestlers like you'll find an action figure in the supermarket at a dollar store and it looks bad. Like, you so know, made, when you go action figure shopping at the flea market. Yes. Yep. That. Uh, and that's how we got it's gotta be Kane spelled <laughs> C-A-I-N-E he's a yellow and black deformed version of Kane uh, and the alternate costume is an Undertaker American badass version of it's gotta be Kane <laughs> well it's it's a it's the like 2000 I'd say 12 14 version of Kane so it's ruthless aggression it's, it's uh, PG era Kane okay um it's that outfit, but also, you know how like you buy, you find a weird Batman toy from Mexico and it has like a Superman cape on it for some reason. Well, <laughs> this one, it's this gotta one, be King. This, this, this one has uh, the Undertaker's uh, bandana and trench coat. Yep. Perfect. And then there's China spelled C-H-I-N-A who looks like a zombie. It's a horrible zombie and just wants so badly to be Sasha Banks. It's like wearing, <laughs> well, wearing it's, Sasha you know, Banks merch. 
Everybody knows that China's the ninth wonder of the world and also the boss. What? <laughs> they don't know that, Matt. Uh, so, yeah, and we've also created some arenas. You can see my Wrestle Buddies arena. You can see Matt's Wrestle Buddies arena. Uh, we have a ref for it. James the ref. James the ref. We're having fun. We can't actually use him because you can't create a referee. No, but you can put him in triple threat matches and have him not fight. Yeah, but there's still a referee in the ring. Is he just going to be the outs- outside enforcer? <laughs> Two referees. <laughs> Is he the outs- the outside yeah. enforcer? Um, also, him. SmackDown Hacker and Prediction About 3000 are yes, there. Yes, and SmackDown uh, Hacker is a thing of beauty. Uh, Prediction About SmackDown Hacker, I spent a lot of time on. Yeah. We'll say that. You did but SmackDown that. Hacker looks good. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, uh, so can I give you my thoughts on the game now? Yeah. It's terrible. Oh, no. It's a horrible game, Matt. Oh, no. How is this a step backwards from WWE 2K20? Wait, you wanted a step backwards from 2020? No, th- that's what this is. I okay. feel like I'm playing WWF Attitude on the Nintendo 64 or whatever, Xbox One or whatever. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, I was going to say, do we just turn into typical wrestling podcast? <laughs> no, I, lo- I, I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, as I mentioned last week uh, in our interview, I feel like I'm having to relearn controls over again. And yes, there is a tutorial mode that I'm told is very helpful. Am I ever going to use it? No, I want I want the difficulty of figuring out the controls on my own. And that's mm-hmm. fun. And I have like it's a blast. Um, yes, there are things that I wish were a little bit more uh, evolved, uh, but it's so, so far ahead of 2K20 and the matches. I believe I mentioned this last week as well. The 2K and before them, the THQ games had a very specific type of fighting and match flow. And they would constantly say, you know, we're evolving the engine and we're making the game fl- gameplay and game flow better. It never really changed. Some controls changed. Mm-hmm. But like that was about it. The matches play entirely differently now. They're so much more fast paced out and that's exciting and makes it feel a lot more like actual wrestling. And because you can have faster paced matches or slower paced matches, depending on how you play it. Yeah. That's the thing that helps. I feel career mode move along a bit better because it's also like, oh, less loading screens, less loading screens. But also it's like, do I want to slog through a 12 minute match? In old career mode, it's like, ugh, no, because it's just going to be all about a bunch of cutscenes. Now it's like person talks. You can play a match. You can have it be 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Or if you're like me, I like to submit people immediately. Two minutes max. I would like a little of some cutscenes, though. I think we because we got so much cutscenes from the last game with buzz and you couldn't skip them that mm-hmm. I'm glad they don't exist. Um, That's fair. I am a little upset that Ribby is in this game, but not in costume. I love that. I actually thought that was a lot of fun. All the characters from the last career mode are in this game, which is like, wait, really? Have I has, is Cole Quinn in the game? Okay. I haven't come across, across Cole Quinn. I've come across Magos Jr. Uh, Ribby, which is Chase. Um, oh, what's the girl with the double J name with the Karen haircut? Um, oh, the one who dresses up like America. No, that's Brooklyn Van something. She's in the game as well. I've faced okay. her. Um, yeah, so they're like they're continuing storylines from the last career mode, which is kind that, of fun. That's that's really cool. I oh, like oh, that. Buzz is mentioned numerous times. Good as he should be. Yeah, Buzz isn't Bu- Buzz is from two K nineteen even. Oh wait, yeah, maybe yeah. Buzz is your character in two K nineteen. Two K Tony was uh, Trey and Red. 
That's right. That's right. And now you don't have a name in this one other than whatever you choose as your name. Which, I am, um, which I will say, uh, I, I will export him after I finish career mode. I have created myself an idealized version of myself, uh, for career mode. Uh, unfortunately the announcer name, Chris E. Hayner wasn't available. So instead, uh, in the world of the wrestle buddies, wrestling federation, Matt, I will be known as Sugarfoot Chris E. Quick draw. Ooh, uh, I'm playing the male one as a actor named uh, Nekalo. Nekalo, my son. Oh, that's right. Designed yeah. the character, named him. It's a policeman. He doesn't wear the policeman's outfit anymore. Uh, but it's just a guy with a giant beard who's bald. And then I realized like three days ago, oh, my son just made me <laughs> and named you Nick Nekalo. I, uh, I'm not going to upload him. He's not a, he's not really like a bad offering character. It's weird. But, it's weird that your son made you as a, and was like, you're a cop. Mm-hmm. You're not going to upload that. That's not going to be a part of the WB. I don't know. It's a serious character. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, my, on the women's side, which I'm playing that my, I mean, film. I have a, I have a serious character in Eric Roberts and I expect That's him true. to be a part of it. We can have one serious character. Okay. All right. Yeah, on the women's side, I'm, I'm just fighting as a person. This is actually a serious character, the ghost. It's just a Guatemalan MMA fighter, and she just beats the hell out of everybody. That's and she awesome. looks so much. I I designed the character, and then looking at it later, we were talking. She looks like Max the Impaler. Yes, she does. I.e., she looks amazing. I but I like the face paint on her. She's got like this kind of like a uh, Mayan, uh, Native American, like Central America type, like war paint. Yeah. Yeah, it looks very, very cool. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we are loving it. Uh, we we've both now have it on PC and PS5. Yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, I'm hoping by next week we'll be able to announce like when people can probably try to tune in to watch us on Twitch or we'll have more details about it. Um, but, yeah, it's great, man. We it's, still have so many characters we have great. to make before we can run GM mode. I know. I have faith in us. Yeah. I have faith in us. We have so much time. I do have a four day weekend coming up. You do? Yeah, it's my birthday weekend. Remember, we talked about how everyone always takes their birthday off and I have never done it before. Matt, I don't have a choice. My birthday is a national holiday. It's true. Uh, And then also I have this Friday off as a comp day for working at AEW Revolution. That's right. That's right. My bad. So I have a four day weekend. I am just going to play 2K and I'll paint some D&D miniatures. I'll play 2K with you. I don't need to work. Uh, so that was our half-assed review. Uh, we both like it very, very much. I give it eight and a half out of ten libraries. Oh, that's right. We wrote, uh, I am going eight libraries out of ten. That's pretty good. Wow. I rated it higher. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. I, I love high? it. I, I, I do feel that like um, people kind of get in the mindset. It's, it's ten or one. And anything below a 10 or a nine is bad. And I just want to reiterate, this might be one of my favorite wrestling games. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's still to me. It's still below uh, the THQ Ukes games or Aki games, but mainly because of nostalgia factor. Yeah. I don't know if those games are still good because like. Uh, no Mercy and Mania 2000 are still pretty good. I'm assuming that WCW and WO Revenge still holds up then. Yeah. 
Because that's like my favorite of all time. That fighting system is just fantastic. It's so fun. It's very like friendly to multiplayer with friends. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks. Hey, so over uh, this past week, um, our friend and coworker Dan passed away. Um, you have heard him here on the show before. Had, I don't want to. He had his go own ahead, soapbox. What? He had his own soapbox. It was up back when it was. Um, it was Mike and Mason <laughs> Mike and, and, Mason Dan, and soapbox. Dan's soapbox. When we had a bunch of weird segments on, like really, really weird repeating segments on the show, because we thought each show had to have five segments. This and show, look, this episode had three, and it was too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, so yeah, he um passed away. We love him. We got you know we got to. I don't know. I don't want to get too into detail. Uh, but we. Yeah. Thought it'd be fun to kind of just play the um the Mike and Mason's and Dan's soapbox episode he was on. Uh we don't do the segment anymore, but I'll just let you know what it was. We have somebody randomly come on who doesn't they, care about wrestling, but has a wrestling story and yes. just talks for two minutes. Or doesn't have a wrestling story in some cases. Like, who has been okay, so we've had Mike on, Mason we did had an Mike, episode, Mason, Dan. Dan uh tom clancy no we had tom clancy on for a full episode did he do soapbox though maybe no i think he just told us wrestling stories during his appearance okay i can't oh that's right because he was on camera for uh, yeah yeah it doesn't matter uh yeah so look we had we had dan on back in year one of the pod and uh Dan, self-professed, not a wrestling fan, but grew up around the British wrestling, grew up uh, aware of the British wrestling scene because he was in, he was a British kid. And um, it was just fun. Dan was just fun. I, I, I love this guy. I'm sorry you're going to have to bleep that, Matt. Um, it's very strange to me that I wrote, I, I like when, when something like this happens, like the only way I can process it is to write my thoughts down. And as I was writing things down yesterday, um, what I came to is like, the, there's this old ad, adage of like, if you love what you do, it'll never feel like work. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. A, there will, regardless of how amazing your job is, Rest assured, it will feel like a job. There will be points when you will hate it because it feels like a job. Mm -hmm. But like if you're lucky enough to work with people that make those days a little bit better, like you win. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like our team, we have built because our team is very small, as we've discussed before. We have built this this fantastic little unit that. This, this just this little unit that like is good and supportive and on bad days can lean on each other. And I hadn't thought about Dan's like, like Dan was a huge part of that. It hadn't crystallized for me what his part of that was though, until you said it, you said Dan was the heart of the team. Yeah, he was. Dan was just the over the top, like he just insane horror movie nerd who knew everything about horror movies and loved talking about movies, loved talking about music. Like he just loved being 
like a fan of stuff and he loved writing about stuff. And there were, there were so many bad days where we'd all like, we would all just jump on a zoom together, the four or five of us back when Mike was here and we would just hang out in zoom talking about nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was perfect. Yeah. Um, so I guess like I'll just give a little history. Like Dan came over to GameSpot. Uh, I don't know what year. Um, he's he's the first GameSpot Entertainment employee by a day. The, he's the yeah. He's the first GameSpot Entertainment employee. Um, I came over the second day with uh the former managing editor. Uh, and for six years because I'm in the Central Time Zone, I work Eastern hours. Yeah. So for six years up until Chris moved. Dan was the person I talked to every single morning. Uh, we would just chit chat and like, it is Dan loved Dan talked a lot. And like, <laughs> I just remember him in meetings, um, like jumping into the middle when we're talking about something and going on and on forever. And not in a bad way. Cause I loved hearing Dan no, talk because, because he would also <laughs> deliver in. he'd also like he had, if he had thoughts or information he could impart into something, mm-hmm. he was going to let you know and not in a like make way I'm coming through. But in like, first of all, he's British. So he, it was in the most absurdly polite ways. Yes. <laughs> but like, and after all, you realize like I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in class and I'm like studying under the learning tree of Dan the movie nerd, <laughs> and, and 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 like he and like I'm so thankful that he like over the last year I would say he got to show that a lot more as he obviously he did so many so much awesome horror coverage he did so many amazing galleries but in the last in the last I'm gonna say six to eight months he got to like stretch his legs into more opinion-based features ideas Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite things he's ever written uh, and like honestly everyone should go back and look for it now is he wrote two pieces throughout the pandemic or he wrote one sort of early in the pandemic when it looks like things were easing up and then they were not as we then learned and they wrote one as theater started actually opening about the evolving state of cinema mid and post COVID and how it's led to the rise in streaming and like going to the movies just isn't the same as it was. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. going to be the same as it was. And they were such thoughtful pieces from someone who clearly cared so much about the, like the movie experience, Mm -hmm. however you can get it. uh, That like I would, those, those repeat, like they're the stuff we post. I like, pretty much all of it but there comes these times when there are things that we post where i can look at it and be like i'm proud that we have this on our site Mm -hmm. because these are interesting ideas that come directly from the person who put it together who who thought oh what if i just sort of like did an exploration of like what the evolving nature of films film viewing is that's an interesting topic, but it's one that like you have to really care about if you're going to pull it off properly. Yeah. And thank God Dan cared because like he pulled it off so well. And he also did one about the evo- like the evolution of uh, horror movie trailers and why they'd gotten so bad. That was what really I thought that I thought was really, really fun. He was always like the best to uh, write with during October and leading up to that. Him and I would just 
find ways to write about our favorite horror movies over and over yep. again. We did we did a lot of horror galleries together and a lot of horror pieces together too. Yeah. Um so you know, it sucks where you you've lost a coworker, you've lost a friend, but at the same time like I wouldn't trade that like knowing him, being friends with him. God no. Not one bit for a hot second to take away like the unimaginable like grief that we're all kind of going through at this point in time it's i mean we we in a, we knew like this was coming in a sense like um we have been in contact with dan a lot and i think you know he we got we talked to him and you know got to tell him how much i appreciate him and in a sense say goodbye and i know chris kind of had the same thing yeah um and that was very I, important it, it was it's the first time I've ever gotten to do that with somebody that I've been that close to. It's passed away to me. Um, and then, of course, Matt and I coerced him into watching Netflix's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The, my my <laughs> chat with him, my, my chat with him is like this really long paragraph about how much I love you. And like, it's been great working with you. And like, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And then there's another chat of Chris and I right after that saying like, go watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. it's we, so bad. Matt, like Matt and I each had our own independent chat threads. And then we had the combined one that was all about conning him into watching tech, tech, Netflix's Texas Chainsaw, which if you haven't watched it yet, is a bad movie. <laughs> it's a movie it's, about gentrification. <laughs> it's like it like. It's a movie where like Leatherface is the hero, which isn't the first time that's happened. Watch Texas Chainsaw 3D over the weekend, Matt. Leatherface is the hero of that movie as well, which is weird. And his little sister or whatever is Alexandria Daddario, which is cool. But that's besides the point. I uh, mean, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, we're get, we're getting super sidetracked. Essentially, like uh, did, we love Dan. We miss Dan. And like this gives us the spot, the, the chance to just listen to his voice again. Because why wouldn't we want that? Uh, uh, so, so we'll go out on that. That'll be what we'll no closing music this week. We're to go out with uh, with Mike and Mason and Dan's soapbox. Uh, a, a stupid bit that is just I tell people to talk it's, and then we yeah. interrupt them. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, you have two minutes and then we're just constantly interrupting them. I think I honestly, I think I was most at fault for the interrupting people because I would have questions as it went on. You would do, you would ruin their time limit. Chris, yeah, I would 100%. I would 100% just start riffing like, Oh, Hey, Stax Calhoun. Yeah, man. So like, what about this? Uh, so please enjoy our, enjoy our friend Dan and we will see you guys next week. Hug the people you love. Chris, do you do you hear that? I think I I hear footsteps. Every time you ask me if I hear something and I never hear something and it's getting kind of obnoxious. Well, we have to create this illusion that we're both in the same place and not spread out across the country. Matt, we're not. You're in quote unquote Chicago and I'm in Southern California. Chicago land. The Chicago land area. Thank you. It sounds like a theme park. It's not, though. I've been there. Well, it's got a really cool train ride. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm hearing some footsteps and they and those footsteps sound like they're coming all the way from across the pond. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, GameSpot's Dan Audie. Dan, how are you? I'm very well. How are you, Matt? I'm great. How are you, Chris? Uh, I'm also great. Dan, I am concerned that you walked all the way here. It was a long way, but it's worth it for you guys. There's no other podcast I'd cross the ocean for. Also very wet. Yeah. Very wet. 
I had a submarine. I'm okay. I made oh. it. Oh, I thought you had like a biblical moment where you just walked across <laughs> the Atlantic. Now, here's no. the thing. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some local comedy at Dan. Hey, Dan, was it a yellow submarine? What's That's up? good. Come on. That's good. That's good. I know. Thank you. It was. And it was Ringo's birthday yesterday as well. So. Oh, happy birthday, fourth yeah. Beatle. 80 years hey, old. Hey, peace and love, peace and love. Spoilers. My, my uh, Xbox Live username is Ringo Starchild. Beautiful. So it's it's Ringo Star and the Star and Child and Star from Child. Kiss, yes. <laughs> from, okay, just want to double check. Two of the greatest bands ever, the Beatles and Kiss, of course. Mm. This is a a time where we give one of our coworkers uh, just they they can have two minutes to talk about whatever they want. We have explained the rules to Dan. Uh, Dan, you get two minutes. You get to talk about whatever you want within the world of wrestling. Yes. Are you ready? I am. Dan, here we go in three, two, one go so i don't doubt for a second that i'm probably the guest who knows the least about uh wwe and associated american wrestling types that's ever going to appear on this show i know absolutely nothing about it i've never seen a match i could barely name any current wrestlers um however i did grow up in the 1980s in the uk where british wrestling uh, was a big deal uh People like Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, Kendo Nagasaki, Pat Roach. These were all big names uh, when I was growing up as a kid. It would be on Saturday afternoon on TV. Um, British wrestling in the 80s was very... um, I mean, you could see how it's related to WWE. It was still very theatrical. There were still backstories. Um, It was just a little more low budget in a kind of slightly crummy um, British way uh, that I've got a lot of nostalgia for. I don't think... Those names will mean anything to anyone under the age of 30, especially not if you grew up in the States. Um, I was just talking to Chris before we did this. Uh, Pat Roach probably is best known for appearing in Rage of the Lost Ark. I believe he's the uh, the large German who gets um, sliced up by the propeller blades. Uh, and beyond that, these names really, they exist back in the 80s for kind of nostalgic men in their 40s like me, uh, who look back at that time uh, wistfully, uh, and it's kind of gone. I don't know what British wrestling's like these days, but I used to really, really enjoy that. Um, I don't know how I'm doing for time. I'm going to mention one other quick thing related to this. I went to a great gig uh, or show, as you call it in the States, um, a few years ago to see Luke Haynes, who was best known for fronting the band The Auteurs in the 90s. Um, he did. A, he released a concept album in 2012 called um, Nine and a Half Psychedelic Meditations on Wrestling, and it was all about British wrestling in the 80s. Uh, He performed this gig playing songs from the album. He had a sofa on stage on which sat a man dressed as Kendo Nagasaki reading a British newspaper. Thank you very much, Dan. Very informative, (laughs) and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, just, Just great that you could just drop all that information on us within two minutes. Thank you very much for coming. My pleasure. Thank you for reminding us all about Giant Haystacks, someone who I actually remember. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. He was a big name. Him and Big Daddy, they were the, they were the two main, main men in the British 80s wrestling. What I love is with Mike and Mason, uh-huh. it was very much like a fandom type of like freak out about their favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Dan, your, your two minutes was the most British thing ever. It was strictly <laughs> informative. Yep. And that's it. That's it, was inc- yeah. it was so proper. Like it just felt right and sophisticated and good. Excellent. I'm, I'm happy to live up to uh, that stereotype. It's a good one to have, I think, mm-hmm. uh, as Absolutely. a Brit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. No problem, uh, man. And that was Mike or Mason or Dan Soapbox.